0: chapter six of miss d dunmore bryant by pansy this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter six if i only had around the corner but a short walk from mrs bryant's little cottage lived a family whose young people were quite intimate friends of ben and line bryant not that they were in the least like them unless the likeness could be found in the fact that both mothers were widows and were working hard to take care of their children to mrs bryant it seemed as if mrs kedwin's life was much harder than hers it is true mrs kedwin had three sons while she had only one but then mrs kedwin's oldest son was gone to sea they had not even heard from him in more than a year and the second boy was wild and hard Was not her own Ben worth a dozen such boys as that? Mrs. Kedwin lived in a larger house than she, much larger in fact, and some of her rooms were quite fine, but that was because she kept boarders for a living, and worked hard day and night almost to keep the rooms looking as nice as she could, in order to satisfy her boarders. A cheap boarding-house, the people further uptown called it, though the boarders themselves never thought the price they paid was small, and grumbled a great deal about everything. Poor Mrs. Kedwin often came for a few minutes to pour her troubles into Mrs. Bryant's sympathetic ears, and to say she was running behind all the time. She was sure she did not know what was to become of them. On the whole, Mrs. Bryant who did not see how her own family was to get through the winter, yet knew that she would not for a good deal have changed places with Mrs. Kedwin. As for the young people, who were about the same age as Ben and Lyne, it must be admitted that those two sometimes envied them, for they were still in school studying the same lessons that the Bryant young people longed to master. Yet Lyne confessed herself as vexed about half the time with fanny Kedwin, she ought to have been named if i only had she said one day to ben she is forever telling what she would do if she only had this or that and she lets slip chances that might amount to something just because she hasn't something else that would be nice to put with them i've no patience with her well said ben rufus is just so He hangs around Saturday mornings and tells what splendid paths he could make and how much money he could earn if he only had one of those snow-plows, while I go to work with my old worn-out snow-shovel and earn a few shillings. Every little helps, but Rufus doesn't seem to think so. If he can't do a big thing, he doesn't want to do anything. One evening, not long after the arrival of the doll's, rufus and fanny kedwin came to spend an hour or two with their friends mrs bryant had gone out for the evening on an errand which often took her from home on duane street lived a young couple with their baby in a lovely home all by themselves they had discovered that if they could get mrs bryant to bring her sewing and come and sit in their pretty little parlor with the door ajar into the bedroom they could go to a lecture or concert together leaving their darling in her care and feel perfectly safe and comfortable about her so many an honest penny did mrs bryant earn in this pleasant way line and ben were always glad to have her go for they said it was a great deal easier way to earn money than to iron all the evening or sit and sew besides said line she can sit and sew at the same time be paid for staying there as well as getting paid for the sewing two earnings put into one little daisy was never able to reason about it in this philosophical manner she made no complaints but it was so nice and comfortable to have mother at home in the evening and it was so lonesome to have her gone That Daisy, as she sat in her own little chair with D. Dunmore Bryant on her lap and Arabella Aurelia at her feet, looked sober and made very few remarks. In fact, she paid but little attention at first to what was being said until Fanny, who had silently watched Line's fingers flying for a few minutes, for Line was hemming ruffles with which to trim the skirts her mother was making for Mrs. Potter, made this remark if we only had a machine i might earn some money this winter miss webster was asking mother to-day if she knew of anyone who could make some plain underclothes for her mother said she didn't unless it was your mother but she said she heard your mother say she had on hand all she could do now if we had a machine i could do them as well as not but there's no use in talking i might as well wish for a piano and be done with it as to wish for a sewing machine I never expect to have either oh yes you will said ben rufus will buy you both one of these days see if he doesn't line was not giving very close attention to this her thoughts were on the sewing does she want her work done on a machine she asked presently why no i don't suppose she would care about that but then who would do it without a machine great long seams and lots of hemming it would just be drudgery i wouldn't do it for anything i don't know said line it would be slow work of course but then if one had nothing else to do i'm about run out of knitting i used up all my yarn it is getting so late in the season mother thinks i could hardly get my money back if i bought more i wouldn't mind sewing by hand if i could find anybody willing to wait until i got it done there is very little on mother's sewing she will let me do she does such fine work most of the time who is miss webster said ben why doesn't she do her own sewing why she can't said fanny she is sick you know she hurt her back when she was a girl and she can't sew not even enough to mend her clothes without making it ache she does not work at all oh is she that one who rides around in a sort of hand carriage asked ben i've seen her i met her this morning out riding with her dog she's got the cunningest dog out said rufus he knows everything you say to him minds as well as a boy does he and Willie are great friends, said Fanny. He lets Willie maul him dreadfully and doesn't growl or look cross this morning. Mother scolded Willie real hard; he would keep jumping on ebon and it hurt him. He squealed out as if in pain, and at last Mother gave Willie a box on his ear and set him up on a chair where she told him to stay till he could behave himself. She spoke real cross, you know and eben knew his playmate was being scolded what did he do but get up slowly from the corner where he had gone to get away from willie walk across the room and hold out his paw to willie to shake hands we all shouted right out it was so cute in the old fellow and mother let willie get down from his chair as soon as he said he was sorry she said it would never do to have a dog more ready to forgive than she was herself then rufus had a story to tell that is a great dog he said i'd give a good deal if he was mine miss webster tells us lots of funny stories about him at home he is left to guard the stables a great deal of the time they feel perfectly safe to leave fine harnesses and whips and everything out there and the doors unlocked because Eben will not allow anything to be touched unless it is someone he has been told has a right When they got a new man, he had to be taken out and introduced to Eben before he could go to work. Introduced, said Ben. How do they manage that? Why, just as they would introduce anybody and tell Eben he's come to stay and must be allowed to handle the robes and whips and things. Ben was not much acquainted with dogs and laughed a good deal over this idea. I guess he wouldn't find much fault if a fellow should go to work who hadn't been introduced," he said. "Oh, but he would," declared Rufus. "Miss Webster told us of a friend of hers with whom Eben was well acquainted. He used to pet Eben and play with him, and Eben liked him very much, but the man had never been in the stables till one day he stopped there to speak to Miss Webster's brother, who was upstairs looking for something they wanted." Nobody was there, only him and the dog, and he thought he would see how far the dog would let him go. So he took hold of the whip and started for the door. In an instant Eben was at his side, growling low, but in a way that meant business. Miss Webster said that man couldn't stir a step until he put down the whip. She said they used to tease the gentleman a great deal after that. They told him they felt perfectly safe, since Eben evidently understood his character. Whereupon Daisy spoke for the first time in some minutes. "'Mr. Jones ought to have that dog for a clerk.' "'Why?' asked both girls at once, while the boys turned and looked curiously at her. "'Because the clerk he has now lets the girls and boys take nuts out of the barrels when Mr. Jones is not there.' why ye said line that is stealing pshaw said rufus his face growing red what's a nut or two or an apple they didn't take a whole handful i should say that a nut or two in a case like that was a nut or two that belonged to mr jones and unless i had paid my money for them i would much rather they would be in his hands than mine said ben i should think so said daisy gravely but rufus only laughed though the flush stayed on his face i'd like to get miss webster's sewing said line i'd like to get miss webster's dog said ben imitating line's voice then they all laughed i can't arrange about the dog said fanny good-naturedly but i should think we could about the sewing she really wants some done very much i should think she has spoken to mother about it two or three times i might tell her you could do it and that your mother could help you if you came to places you didn't know how to do yourself that is if you really want it but i never would it is such dreadful slow work it will take you ages to earn a dollar it will not take me so long as it will do to do nothing said Lynne, smiling i'll tell you what said fanny come over tomorrow and see her for yourself she's real pleasant not a bit stuck up as some rich ladies are is she rich asked ben i guess she is you ought to see her elegant things silk wrappers and embroidered skirts she doesn't think any more about wearing them than i do about wearing calico i shouldn't think she would care whether she had pretty things or not though lame all the while as she is still it must be nice to have lots of money she has been here for three winters she always boarded at the carroll house before where they pay twenty dollars a week for board think of that line bryant twenty dollars for what one person eats and sleeps in a week she came down to this street because she wanted to be near the little gray church on the corner the minister there is a friend of hers and she says on pleasant sundays she can leave her window open and hear them sing and imagine she hears them pray. That is the way she goes to prayer-meeting. She told mother once that the hardest thing for her to give up was prayer-meeting. Doesn't that seem queer? I can't imagine how a person can care so much for prayer-meeting. It sounds awful wicked to say it, but I always think they are the dullest places in the world. If I had to go every week, I don't know what would become of me. I don't enjoy them very well said line but i know people who do mother does and she is always sorry when somebody must have ironing done on that evening she always goes when she can you don't go do you not very often said line this time of year i stay with daisy because she is too young to be kept up it is such a long walk from here you know ben goes to take care of mother I don't believe ben likes it do you ben do i what asked ben who had been giving close attention to something rufus was describing and had not heard what fanny said do you like to go to prayer meeting line said you went to take care of your mother and i said i didn't believe you liked it do you not remarkably said ben his face grave his eyes fixed on the bit of board he was whittling no more do i said rufus promptly i never go unless i can't help myself one night when mrs knox was boarding at our house there was no one to go with her and i had to and i thought it was the dullest place out mother doesn't think so said daisy in a tone that was meant to be reproachful oh well your mother is older than we are said rufus promptly i mean for young folks of course some young folks like to go said line there was a girl in our class last summer who said she always went at home and she wouldn't miss going for anything she was so sorry she lived too far away from the church here to go i'll bet you the meetings she was used to were different from ours said rufus positively or else the girl was different from us it was ben who said this half in fun and half in earnest but daisy was wholly in earnest it was clear that she thought ben had given the true reason i'll tell you who i like said rufus after a moment's silence and that is the minister who preaches in the grey church do you know him ben miss webster says he is nice and i guess he is but he doesn't seem like a minister somehow I mean, a fellow doesn't feel afraid of him. He came along one day when we boys were having a snowball frolic. He stood and watched us a minute, then he took hold and snowballed with us, and he made a true aim every time. I'd like to hear him preach. Why don't your folks go there, Ben? It would be so much nearer than where you go. Why don't your folks? said Ben. Rufus laughed, and Fanny answered for him. Our folks don't go anywhere most of the time. Mother is so tired and there is always so much to do. Besides, Sunday is the very worst day in a boarding house. The people think they must have a good dinner that day if they don't any other time, and the girls have to go out part of the day or they think they are ill-used. I don't get to Sunday school more than half the time. Keeping boarders must be hard work, said Line with sympathy. It must be fun, though, added Ben. So many different people to get acquainted with, and watch how they do things. I should think a fellow might learn ever so much in that way. There are some nice people come now and then. Rufus assented. There's a man at our house now I guess you'd like. He's a writer of some sort. Letters, I guess, though people don't hire their letters written for them, do they? some folks do because men who have lots of letters to answer wouldn't have time to do it themselves that's so but then they couldn't carry them round the country and answer them well i don't know what he does only he writes a great deal and he has a machine to do it with a machine to write with exclaimed both girls at once while ben looked his astonishment in silence yes sir said rufus enjoying the sensation he had made? A machine to write with. I saw it and heard it. It prints just like books and papers. I never heard of such a thing, said Lyne. Rufus Kedwin, are you making fun of us? No, I'm not. It is all true, just as I tell you. I saw it today and asked him lots of questions about it. He makes it go like lightning. I looked for you, Fanny, to come in and see it, but you hadn't got home from the grocery. After that I forgot it. He says he does all his writing on it, and that it is enough sight faster than any pen that ever was made. Easier to read, too. He takes it along with him wherever he goes. He has a case for it, and he carries it in his hand. Folks think it is a valise, he says, until he unstraps it, sets it on his lap, and begins to write, then you ought to see them stare he says it is the cunningest thing out i suppose it costs a great deal of money said ben his eyes large and wistful a machine of any sort had a great attraction for him i s'pose it does said rufus in a very important tone i don't believe you could guess how much i asked him and i was so scared at what he said that I whistled right out. You see, it isn't so very large, for all it's so cute. It didn't seem to me it could take much time to make one, when folks once knew how. So thinks I to myself, like as not it costs as much as twenty dollars. Ben shook his head and laughed. I should say more than that, he said, without seeing it. It must be a new invention, and new things always cost a great deal, even if they get cheap afterwards i believe i should have guessed as much as fifty dollars the first time well you might said rufus triumphantly and been a good deal out of the way too what do you say to a clean hundred dollars yes sir he added while ben was dumb with astonishment and the girls exclaimed a hundred dollars in good hard money that was what he paid for the thing doesn't it seem tremendous? It seems as though a fellow could never afford to have one, said Ben with a half-laugh. What in the world would you want of one? Fanny asked, looking at him curiously. Ben laughed again. It couldn't be very easy to tell, he said. I always feel a hankering after a new machine somehow, just as you do after a piano, you know i never hear of one but i think i would like to own it well but said fanny i could learn to play on a piano if i had one there would be some sense in that so could i learn to play on a machine if i had one ben said quickly meantime rufus was getting ready to answer ben's remark about price i don't know he said if a fellow had the money he could afford to buy one because they earn lots of money writing on them. This man says that lawyers and all sorts of businessmen are having their letters and law papers and things copied on this machine, and they pay a great price for it. If I only had a machine, I'd risk but I could earn my living. I know it is an easy thing to learn. I'd risk but that I could learn it in less than no time. I wrote my name on it. He told me I might, and it was just as easy the keys go down with a touch he said i might write on it every day and learn how but what's the use in a fellow's doing it when he never expects to have one?" Oh," said ben with a long-drawn sigh that was almost a groan what a dreadful dunce you are rufus kedwin how do you know what may happen to you i don't said rufus good-naturedly i may tumble down on my way home and tear a hole in my best clothes i've got on my best ones tonight because i did actually tumble down on my way home from school and got my others all muddy there's no telling what may happen but i'm sure of one thing as i want to be and that is that i haven't got a writing machine and never expect to have one and don't mean to waste my time learning to do a thing that i'll never have a chance to do i only wish i had your chance said ben end of chapter 6